21 minutes, three beers. Three minimum. 21 minutes, three drink minimum. Okay, testing, dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. Jerking off in front of people, jerking off in front of people. That wasn't a joke. That's Louis C.K. Oh yeah, I, I guess if you're gonna steal from somebody, steal from one of the best. Funny, funny. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum. I'm Uncle Don sitting across from me, your host, Eric Badgley. We have no idea what we're gonna talk about tonight. Not a clue. Not a clue. But it's Three Drink Minimum. It's a podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying the name correctly. I have all my girls here lined up with their clothes on. Which one should I crack open? Should I crack open the uh, mm-hmm. coffee one? Uh, yeah. I got to finish it off. I got to finish. I think I think that might be my last one. Get rid Forever. of it. Huh? Forever. Oh, no, I like it. You I might like pick it up it. again someday. But it's not like one that you drink every day. Just one that you drink every once in a while. I like it. That's not... Not terrible. So, good Christmas. Good Christmas. Good Christmas. We had everybody over. We had the worst white elephant, dirty Santa gift exchange in of the history time. of all time. Yeah, we have way too many nice people. In we our had family. we had what was it? Nineteen people, nineteen gifts, all sitting out on top of the table. Was it nineteen? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, it was in the teens. Still had sixteen gifts sitting out in the middle of the room and everybody just got up and picked a gift there wasn't one theft in the entire bunch everybody just took their gift and was just like okay and nobody stole any gifts they just picked off the table and everybody was done it's like way too nice of people yeah yeah we thought about doing that at my in-laws and it would have been way different than ours like you know because more savages over there but uh we ended up just doing the thing where, like, you know, everybody has one random person. And then, oh, yeah. You know, it, yeah. The way we used to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that made it easy. That kind of, that, it, part of me thinks that would be kind of neat to just go back to doing that. Just where well, we're drawing it makes names. it easy. And Instead of drawing a generic, going out and buying a generic gift, it actually means something and, and it. Something that can be useful. and Yeah. You but, pay the same price. And it's, yeah. Tailor made for that one person, you know. Did you go out and shoot your your toy? I did, I did. I went out and shot my toy on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and then I also shot an AR fifteen, shot another pistol, and just had a good time. And uh, I'm I'm traumatized. I'm I'm traumatized. I uh, I think I have PTSD now because AR-15s are a weapon of mass destruction. Are you okay? I noticed you were shaking when you came yeah, in. Yeah, I'm, I'm awful. I'm doing terrible. I, I, I have nightmares about it now. Yep. Fucking. Who was that one guy that said that shit? Oh, I don't remember. Some news dude. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. They're, those things are a blast. Like, those are a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But I, I can see why... They, uh, that's the mass murderer's weapon of choice. Why is that? It was just easy. It's quick to, you know, reload. It's quick to, you know, pop a mag in and pull back and boom, you're ready to go. Uh, you know, it shoots as fast as your finger can fucking move. 
and it's you know power. It's pretty powerful. It's it's a but lot of fun. But it's like a hunting rifle, essentially. Essentially, it's, you know, shoots a lot faster and holds a lot more. Mm. Well, I guess not really shoots faster. Just I say it doesn't it, shoot it faster. Rele- like you know, more comes out because you pop, 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 because you have more rounds. Holds more in the magazine. Okay, so it's it's a larger magazine. Yes, by well, quite a bit. But it was fun. It was a good time. Um, but you can't identify with mass shooters other than that. Other than that. Okay, I just want to make sure that. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'm a little crazy. We we have talked about mental illness on this yeah. podcast, and then you're talking about going out and shooting weapons. No, I'm, what I'm you saying know, is, I how under- easy is it for a person with mental illness? To, to get a weapon. Yeah. That, just as a, just I mean, all you have to do is ask Santa Claus. Yeah, and he'll bring it to you. And he brings it to you. Here's the thing. Santa Claus how is come, actually a member of the NRA. How, some, how come Santa Claus is able to do these straw purchases for everybody? Hmm? How come Santa Claus is able to do all these straw purchases for everybody? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think his elves make them, do they? Uh, they might. Elves aren't any good at making weapons. How do you know? You don't know their story. Don't be mean. Elves aren't good at making weapons. They're they're more about making dolls, mm-hmm. making uh, toy wooden uh, trucks and trains. They they have to outsource video games. Yeah, see that that's one of the things that always got me as a kid was like, you know, Santa brought you an Xbox. Well, has elves built this shit? This is very elaborate. A lot goes into this. Yeah, and is this just like the one that comes from Japan? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Elves are actually Japanese. <laughs> I guess that'd be Nintendo. Or Xbox Vietnamese. Xbox made in China. Or Vietnam. Mm. Taiwan. I don't know. Taiwan. Oh, well, they're all the same. In Bangladesh. We're from Missouri. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how do you feel about the... Speaking of, you know, outsourcing and having stuff built other countries uh how do you feel about the gov- air quotes government shutdown i haven't noticed it i haven't noticed it either i can't even call it a government shutdown whenever you get paid are the tax still gonna get taken out Mm-hmm. yep not much yep. of a government shutdown is it you know the government shut the government shuts down 52 times every year and we never notice it's a partial shutdown and and it's the same shutdown that happens 52 times a year Every weekend, non-essential employees go home. Yeah, are uh, are um, you know police officers still working right now? Mm-hmm. They still getting a paycheck? Government ain't shut down. They're not working any harder. They're not working any. I mean, it'd be hard to work any less. That is true. <laughs> That's quite true. Yeah. Uh, God, this is low energy as fuck. Yeah, it is. All right, so I'm going right. to explain something to you that I want to get your take on. All right. What the fuck are you doing? What the awesome. fuck is that? Crystal meth. Crystal meth? I just got shown a picture of crystal meth. That's awesome. It was a picture. It was not the actual stuff. It'd be a lot cooler if it was. But, yeah. um, anyway... So UFC 232 is this weekend. They're the, Holy shit, really? Is that this weekend? Yeah, that's this weekend. Damn. Hold on a second. I, I think I left my give a shit in my other pockets. <laughs> um, no, but I want to explain something to you because there's a controversial situation going on that I want to get your take on here. Okay. Um, 
the 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 guy in the main event. He's the greatest fighter of all time. He's a massive draw. Makes the company a lot of money. He got suspended two years ago for having a super super small trace amount of a steroid in his system. And the way they explained what you know what they what they found in his system was you take a little grain of salt and you chop it up fifty million times, and then one of those pieces is what they found in his uh, system. And um, he got suspended two years for it, and then they determined it was for a tainted supplement. It was a supplement he was taking that just, you know, kind of was weird, whatever. Well, it showed up again on a drug test he took December 9th. And uh, USADA and the Nevada State Athletic Commission, well, USADA, or Jeff Nowitzki, I guess, said um, this is just, it comes from the same thing. It's this is just a result of the same test, but something that small stays in your system for that long. But that that was just one of the controversies. But uh, but the Nevada State Athletic Commission, because the fight was supposed to be in Vegas, said you know they're off, you know for the holidays they don't have time to look into it. Uh, we can't have the fight here, so the UFC moved it to California, and most of the fighters on the card didn't found out about it through social media. And, you know, that, that kind of – it puts a damper on fans who make plans to go there. It's a really big card, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big time. Puts a damper on the fighters whose families show up, like, you know, come out. Because a lot of these guys on this card, they're not making big, big money. You know, they're going to make thirty grand. So, you know, it, it, it puts a dent in their pocket to bring their families, do all that. Well, now it's being moved to California, and this is on a week's notice, so they have to – Flip everything over, and now one of the things the fighters are really pissed about is paying California state tax because it was moved to Los Angeles. And the fighters are like, this is fucking bullshit. I now I have to pay transportation to go. I have to pay to get my family on over there. Now I have to pay more tax because one guy can't keep a needle out of his fucking ass. And if this was anybody else on the card, they'd be getting suspended and it would go on as is. Uh, you know, you got any uh, opinions on that, especially with the state taxing? Do you think the UFC should compensate them for this, or it depends on if they want to continue being the top MMA? What do you mean? Uh, there could there are smaller circuits of yeah. You got Bellator, which right. is one of their big so, one championship, and so if um, if UFC mistreats their fighters and mistreats their fans people will go somewhere else but that's the thing they have such a monopoly on exactly it. they have what a huge monopoly but i mean if you would have uh said a year ago that patreon would lose all of its uh subscribers and all of its talent you know patreon mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're bleeding uh uh, producers and they are bleeding uh, people who go there to support the patrons uh, because they mistreated that trust between their producers and. Did, did that have something to do with that one guy? That um, guy, he. It had to do with several things, but uh, basically, it's their terms of condition. They are not abiding by their own terms of conditions. Yeah, they're not, they're not nailing anything down that is solid. Yeah. So everything like, is subjective to individual review. Well, if everything is subjective to an individual review, then there is no 
rule of law. There is no agreement that can be made. Yeah, what I'm talking about is the guy. God, I cannot remember him at all. But um, he the 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 term you know the terms and conditions on there is whatever you do outside of Patreon is not you know does not affect Patreon. Right, and Jack Conti. Yeah, yeah, had said. Say on record that, that if, you guys are acting, he said white people are acting like n words. Oh no, no, that Jack Conti is the owner of Patreon. No, okay, who's the guy that said Sargon of Akkad? Is that was that? His I'm name? pretty sure that's who it was. Yeah, okay, and like he was saying something like, you know, he wasn't being racist, but he's saying the people that are out here, you know, basically the hard left are they're acting like n words, right? or it was a hard right. One of them. It was a hard right. Yeah, uh, hard I believe right he was, was talking acting. about like N-words. he was talking to the white supremacists and yes, using yes. racial terms, derogatory terms. And he didn't say it on Patreon, right? And Patreon pulled his account and all that. Yeah, and and with, that, and I saw it took like. Like twelve grand a month in revenue. For yeah, him. but it's not just him. They've frozen other people's accounts and not told their patrons that they were freezing that and allowing people to continue putting money into the accounts. And they've just it's it's they've been mistreating their people for a while, so, and so they're going to lose a bunch of people. They're going to have competitors pop up now. If you had asked me a year ago, Patreon's too big to have competitors. Same thing with UFC. Uh, there's going to be one of these. It's interesting you say that because the UFC just kind of had a new competitor come out of nowhere. One championship. They signed the arguably pound for pound best fighter. He was in the UFC for mm-hmm. a decade and he went to one championship. And then Eddie Alvarez, who's one of the top lightweights, went there. Sage Northcutt, who was one of the up and coming stars for UFC, went there. Yeah, if, if a competitor. Pops the UFC's up. still way bigger. They're but. they're really big, but the problem with being big is that uh, oftentimes the bigger companies stop treating people in that individual way that caused them to grow in the first place. And the reason the people are so upset is if this was for somebody who it could have been a tainted supplement, it's their first time, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh no, this is John Jones' third time getting popped," and you know they're they're covering up for it because. They haven't had a great year financially, and they really need this card to, you know, you know, make up for some losses. Yep. And if you lose Jones versus Gustafson, you lose a lot. You lose a lot of the card. But here's the thing: it still could be. Uh, I need to go listen to tonight. I'm gonna listen to the Joe Rogan experience because he had Jeff Nowitzki, who is the one that deals with all the drug testing and stuff for the UFC, completely break it down because it's it's causing a huge deal in the MMA world. So, well, um, you know, I'm libertarian. Mm-hmm. I think that if the UFC wants to allow drug use, then yeah, allow drug use. Get all the steroid motherfuckers in the UFC ring and let them duke it out there. Everybody else who wants to go ahead and fight clean, they can go to different. See, they used to. They used to just, uh, people get just the guilt. And they brought in this uh, organization called USADA, United States Athletic doping agency something like that Mm -hmm. and um they uh jeff novitsky was the guy that brought down lance armstrong he's the guy that got barry bonds popped he did all that and now he works for the ufc and they got like strict into it but now they're going back to where they can find that that small dose like i said take one grain of salt cutting it cut it into 50 million pieces and then that one grain which it wouldn't even be possible you know 
and they call it microdosing, but that doesn't even give you an athletic advantage. So I think USADA is going to be out with the UFC. Like the UFC is going to cut them out. So you're, they're still going to be drug testing, but not that strict where you can be detected for that. Along a similar vein, and with Joe Rogan, did you see him posting that uh, news clip of that transgender women are dominating women's sports? Mm-hmm. <sighs> what do you think about that? It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's like, no shit, they're dominating. Look, they're dudes. I'm, I'm down with the trans. I'm down it, with all that. I'm I, Those people... Do what you do. Sure. You know, like you said, libertarian. Yeah, do, do what, what you, you do, do. But, but fighting. Here's the thing. You cannot, you know, it's normal, normal human, you know, but, you know, it's just the way our bodies are. Oh, yeah. It's, men are just naturally bigger, stronger, These faster. transgender women, and they'll argue that you shouldn't use the, the transgender before. They're just women. But these transgender women develop as men have higher bone density, mm-hmm. they have bigger muscles just naturally. Then they transition, call themselves a woman, and take that bone density and muscle strength in on these naturally born women, and they can cause serious physical injury. There was a case with that in MMA uh, a few years ago. This, uh, this lady boy named Fallon Fox... And she, BC, that's a politically correct term right there. She was beating the fuck out of people, but she's not a great martial artist at all. So then she fought a woman who was a legit martial artist and lost to her. But, you know, and I've seen that used as an example. Well, see, women, can, you know, it doesn't matter. They can still compete and be competitive. All but things equal you now. Weren't, yeah, you weren't. She wasn't a great fighter. It'd be like if. I went and trained just for a little small amount and went and fought women who weren't that good at it either. I'm going to dominate them. But if I fight a woman who's like, you know, UFC caliber, I'm going to get my ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter man or woman. Right. But it matters when it's a level playing field. You both have the same amount of training. You both yep. have all that. And the guy, the dude is going to win every time. And when you're talking about top tier anything, that's those marginal points where you will see those differences uh, exaggerate the most dominant woman in mma ever her name's uh, chris cyborg and she is just an absolute unit she walks around before cutting weight about 180 pounds she's just jacked to the gills super strong she couldn't – like you could just take her and not even cut weight at all and just let her fight at her walk-around weight or maybe drop five or just whatever to get in the right shape and fight the smallest guy in the UFC. And let's take the 125-pound champion, Henry Cejudo. He would dominate her with a 60-pound with a difference. You know, that it's just yeah. – it's just that's how men are structured. It's how women are structured. It, it's silly. But how do you feel about transgender men competing in men's sports? It depends, but, you know, if we're going to say no on one, we'd have to say no on the other. Joe Rogan, I think, says it best. He says, if you want to let trans people, you know, take whatever they identify as and compete in sports, fine, but not in combat sports. 
you can't have it in combat sports. It's too well, dangerous. People get killed. And by combat sports, you include like rugby. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, if if a woman wants to try to play basketball with men, good luck. You know, men are you know can grow to be seven feet tall. Yep. And the tallest girl in the WNBA is like six foot eight. Yeah, which you, is the average. In you, you get a trans woman in a WNBA. Yeah, she'll be, man. she'll be a oh, Joanna man, be a superstar. Uh, man, I haven't thought about that forever. Like, there's a girl who's transitioning, but it also kind of fucks up w- with girls competing, like, you know, transitioning and then competing as women still mm-hmm. because they're taking testosterone. Yep. To ster- you know, they're taking steroids essentially. So, there's that girl in Texas who's transitioning to being a man. Wants to compete in the boys' division in high school wrestling, but they don't allow it in Texas, so she just dominates the girls because she's all fucking juiced to right. the gills on testosterone. Well, I think when it comes down to it, you kind of have to, and it's it's a bad thing to say in one sense, but if you feel the need to transition, maybe you should put those other things to the side. You know? Yeah. And maybe that's not fair to them, but life it's, life isn't fair. There, you know, everything comes with sacrifices. Everything. Yeah. You know, now that we've talked a little bit and we're about to wrap this episode up, I, I thought of some stuff for for last call. So okay, we're gonna pick it up a little bit because yeah, it's this been a little bit low energy. Yeah, but, shit, but it's been relaxed. It's an interesting talk. Interesting it's relaxed. conversation. Um, I'm wanting to. Did I? Have I shown you that our statistics recently? Huh. I want to turn America blue. Turn America blue. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Our statistics. Our statistics it, where it colors it shows in. Where blue, where we get that. more down. Yeah, let's, let's, turn Amer- let's turn the world blue. Well, let's start with America. Yeah. Maybe let's start with another state beside Missouri and Texas. Kansas, step that shit up. Yeah, Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. You is- guys are right next door. Literally, I, or Oklahoma, step it up. I could drive to Kansas or Oklahoma from where I'm at right now in 15 minutes. And y'all ain't listening. But Here, people in Texas are. Here's the thing, Kansas. Uh, New York is ahead of Kansas. Yeah, New York is what beating What the guys. hell? The fuck? You gonna let them non-gun carrying transgender Oh, there's a lot using, of guns in New York. Uh, gang violence. But let's say legal carry guns. All right. Yeah, you get it. Illinois. If you want to talk about gun violence, Illinois is up there. They're pulling their weight. And when I said transgender, I mean like, you know, uh, politically correct. I I don't mean a shot at transgender people. I'm down with them. But yeah, Chicago, another place you can't carry a weapon, but a lot of gun violence. Yeah, Kansas is way down on our list. Way down. I don't know why. But Texas, I still love you. Love you, Texas. You're my favorite state. Followed closely by Georgia. Georgia's coming. Georgia's Georgia. actually one of my favorite states. I went to Georgia's, Conyers. Conyers is awesome. Yeah, Georgia's right behind Texas. Wow. You ever go through Georgia and see the stands on the side of the road selling bald peanuts? No, I saw a drug deal go down in Georgia, though. <laughs> I watched it at a stoplight, and he saw me see him. And I was like, told the guy I was with, I was like, hey. Hit the gas when this light turns green, son. Yeah, we drove down to Florida, and that drive through Georgia was slow. Hey, Georgia, though, it's a very diverse state. Super it, diverse state. Yeah. When I it, was, it was a nice day. I, I enjoyed uh, the 
scenery. I enjoyed the drive through the state. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that we were states away from our destiny, we we, oh. uh, we were just dead tired because we were driving through hey, Florida. Why didn't you fly? My wife wanted to drive. It would have cost probably the same to fly. Maybe, but we wouldn't get we wouldn't gotten to see Georgia. I've seen plenty we, of states. We had, I'll just fly everywhere. No, we we had a great stop in Georgia. We stopped in a little tiny town and had sandwiches off the tailgate of our or off the uh, trunk of our car. Yeah, man. When I was in Georgia, the hotel that I was staying at, you don't get you don't get tailgate or uh, you don't get uh, what what is it trunk lid sandwiches trunk lid sandwiches when you fly. Now the hotel I was staying at in Georgia. Uh, it's super diverse there. Like outside was this white dude with long hair like me and he had his windows down and he was jamming out to Leonard Skinner. I walk in and there's a black lady banging on the desk at the hotel. You can't tell me this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, this state is so diverse. That is complete opposites there. It's very diverse because you saw a black woman and a white man. Well, I saw... Oh, diggity, we know where you sit. I saw... Let's a, call this an episode. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> on another time. You guys will get the diversity. Uh, hey, shoot us a tweet at 3 Drink Minimum on Twitter. Um, if you check us out on iTunes, give us a like, give us a comment. Come on, help us out here. We need some feedback. And uh, Instagram, I think we're still on Instagram at 3 Drink Minimum. So, I haven't I haven't checked anything on Instagram. Do, do we have anything on Instagram recently? Um, I'll take a picture of you. Yeah. Or you can take a picture of me. Or we can take a picture of each other. Like, naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like that. All right, that's the show. Adios. Adios.